Welcome to Iona, a podcast exploring feminine approaches to life, aligning with seasons, cycles, and rhythms that make life feel more artful than linear. I'm Allie Kessler, a fiction writer, a jack-of-all-trades creative, a pattern weaver, and a practitioner of many mystical systems. And I'm Anne-Marie Vivienne. I'm a shamanic practitioner, ceremonialist, and writer. I guide and counsel people on their journey to healing and sovereignty, empowering clients to become their own healers. As a ceremonialist, I officiate nature-based weddings and host groups for seasonal celebrations and transformations. Hello, everybody, and welcome to our season four of Iona. This is crazy. We've done full, <laughs> three full years of this. It's, yeah, that's really strange to me. Yeah, anyway. the time warp. Yeah, so we started on a cancer season, so we always mark cancer season as our new, even though we don't really take a break through the year. Um, it's just a good way for you to not think to that mark, it's just a never-ending season. It's a good time to mark time, which I love because I yeah. like marking time with the moons. Yeah personally, um, which actually I'm going to get into a little later, but, but as usual, we picked a card to kind of kick us off. And this time we're using the goddess power Oracle by Colette Baron Reed. Um, and there couldn't have been a more fitting goddess to come through. It was mama Kila which uh, is a moon goddess. So I will read the message that the book has. So the empowerment message. Mama Kila, the Incan goddess of the moon, presides over the power of cycles and seasons. The moon rules the night sky, returning full 13 times a year. The ancients marked time by the moon to know when to plant, when to harvest, when to store food, and when to celebrate fertility. Right now, you are invited to see what is familiar and decide whether you need to improve on it or leave things as they are. The answer to your inquiry can be found in the timing of things and the cycles you're in. You can apply the idea of natural cycles to relationships, creative projects, personal growth, and more. If you are honest with yourself, you will see there is no way to control these cycles these cycles only to use the creative energy they offer to help you. If your relationship is unclear yet brimming with potential, you might turn to the new moon energy that shows up in the spring cycle of life. In that case, you just need to allow the relationship to grow naturally and be clear in your intentions. When your outer world seems to be slowing down with obstacles rising up and temporarily blocking your every move, do not put up a resistance. Instead, take advantage of the need to rest and recalibrate your intentions as you wait for the cycle to change. No matter what, like the cycles of the moon, there is divine order in everything that is happening in your life right now. Once you know this, the goddess Mama Kila welcomes you to her divine moon dance of co-creation. The alignment message. Sometimes you feel out of sync with life, frustrated that the universe isn't providing you with what you desire. 
Do you want what you want exactly how and when you want it and feel like the great goddess is ignoring you? Often. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) You may be wanting something to happen faster than it's meant to occur. Never. Never. (laughs) Remember, the conditions of your life are temporal and ever-changing. Maybe you've just been unaware of the cycle you're in, and so you've been missing the signals. The moon goddess, Mama Kila, knows the cycles intimately, and she'll let you know when it's time for the next phase. Mama Kila is always on track with the cycles of creation, and you must trust this wisdom. Her alignment task for you is to recognize and work with the natural cycle you are in. You will be amazed as alignment with the rhythm of the universe allows you to once again co-create consciously and surrender to life on life's terms. What a beautiful dance when Mama Kila offers you her support. Mm. Oh, there's so much there. <laughs> and that's the episode. No. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Just a quick short message that, is that covers everything. Covered it all. <laughs> I can so relate to this because I'm in that phase of like uh, that downturn and like everything I try to do or start or initiate is like life is just like nope, time to rest. And as someone who actually follows these kind of larger seasons and cycles and rhythms of the planets I'm very aware of being in this cycle and it makes it no less easier (laughs) to be patient I mean I am very much so taking advantage I feel like I'm having this opening where I get to kind of recuperate and rest and um wait for that divine timing and I recognize the signals um you know, I'll tiptoe into like, is it now? And you get the immediate no. And <laughs> I have been indulging in just, uh, yeah, understanding that I'm in a specific type of cycle at the moment. But uh, even knowing that, I, you know, it's, it can be really tough to wonder when the next cycle's gonna come <laughs> to kick in that new growth. But yeah, but uh, that's, that's, uh, it's interesting, the, the moon, the cycles, the seasons, yeah, it's something very, very dear to my way of life. Yeah, and I mean, I said this as Ali was reading too, this the first time, but I'll say it again, it's, I have a phrase that me and my little brother use, and it's a musical phrase of just, you never rush a cadence, you yeah. know, like, you know, something's gonna come but if you hit it too soon or too late, you know, then you lose the effect of the moment. But so it's like all of that to me was just a reminder of like, I'm in the phase I'm in for a reason and it's not permanent. Like, I just love that reminder of like, this isn't going to be forever. Cause sometimes I feel like when I'm, when I'm in a place where, you know, and for me personally, I feel like I'm in a, in the tail end of some pretty big healing stuff Mm -hmm. and I feel like uh for the first time I'm actually truly I've talked about this but I feel like I'm actually practicing it now it's just like reparenting myself Mm -hmm. so just adulting for myself 
for this period in the way that you would care for a child to make sure that they can, you know, one day live the life of their dreams, right? So I yeah. feel like I'm just, like, doing the dirty work right now, mm-hmm. the have-to work, cleaning some things up, and trying to remind... Because I do, I get... I tell myself a story of, like, oh, my gosh, why can't I get it together? Why can't things start to work? Why can't I do this? What's wrong with me? And it's just, like, there's nothing wrong with me. This is part of the healing... Right. And just like the reparenting. And so it was part of the phase. And so I love that card of just, it felt very merciful. Right. <laughs> of like, this isn't you. This isn't forever. This is, there's no one to blame. Yeah. This is just part of your healing process. This is part of your life process. And it's just a phase. And just yeah. stick to it and be in it. And even when you pass. are in like, um, a very growth oriented exciting phase mm-hmm. like you could even there could still be even like impatience with that as sort of like if yeah. you're pulling grass it's not going to grow any faster you can't just pull grass to make it right faster so like whatever phase you're in there's still timing a time like a divine timing around it and um yeah i love this card because i actually follow um a a moon calendar mm-hmm. for the year which it's I've done it now for a, at least two years now if not a little more and it's uh it's based on the Mayan calendar but it's a little bit uh more of a new age system it's called the dream spell um and it follows 13 it's you know because there are 13 full moons a year and it follows more of a a 13 equal months of 28 days and it gives the year such a beautiful rhythm because there's alignments um for each day of the year through that there's uh each week of the four week month has specific roles each month in the 13 month cycle has specific roles and it just has such an amazing beautiful rhythm and um it sounds like the japanese micro seasons in a way too. probably similar and i think yeah a lot of i mean you've been talking about this for two years and it's and i've been wanting to get into it so right <laughs> now right now. i'm like yeah wait a minute it's... cancer rising moon what right uh yeah see and my chart ruler is in cancer so i have like yeah um but this system it's sort of if it were to have a motto i don't know that it has a specific motto but there is a saying really connected to it is it, it believes in time as art and it does feel very artful when you follow this kind of a cyclical within cyclical within cyclical patterning of a year and it's just um it took you know it's taken a lot of work for me to understand uh the nuances of the calendar and like feel them in my body the different things about it which I won't go into like a whole I won't make this podcast episode a uh, tutorial on the dream spell. <laughs> Although we could do that. We could do it. Um, no, but it's taken a long time. You know, it takes practice and it takes effort to 
make something feel like your territory. Mm. You have to mm. put work into it to make it feel like it's yours. And I feel like I'm just, after pr probably two full years of doing this, I'm just mm. getting there. And it, yeah, and it, I think it really has helped me to, because I have for, ever since I started Cosmo Muse, really gotten into that kind of divine timing and planetary timing and feeling things and noticing the symbolism of different seasons and cycles outside of the literal season we're in. But, um, right. yeah, but... I think also, like, the gift of that... And what and the card you read, like kind of the immediate gift for me was like, I don't have to make this story about me and my flaws. Right. You know, like it's like this isn't because I'm not too working hard enough, or yeah. I'm not disciplined enough, or I'm not this and if things aren't happening, not because of any failure of mine but because it's just not the time. Yeah, and it's yeah. honestly a beautiful thing to further and further tap into kind of divine timing. But even so, practicing this in multiple ways, I could read that message we just read once a month to feel solace because yeah. I still get frustrated. Right, even though you have this, yeah, and, even though you have yeah. a view of it, like it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't, in some ways, I think it makes it easier. I think it's always easier. It, it's nice to get a perspective that where you have the bigger picture. It kind of helps with actually, like I just said, like it gave me that sense of like, oh, okay, this this isn't all my fault. You know, right. that it's not happening sooner. Um, yeah. But it doesn't make it easier. It does still mean that, yeah, I do need to still be disciplined. Yeah. I still need to right. you know, work on the things I'm working on. And I... But it also, the rewards or the whatever it is I'm working for will come when they come and they'll come how they come. Right. You know, like, and so, but, so that's the hard part. Is yeah, just, I mean, there's the issue of being proactive and using your free will and then the issue of divine timing. And I think where those bump up against each other is like creating practices. And like I said, with the, this Dreamsville calendar where I practice it and it's become... A territory for me something I do for myself not to be uh, not for anyone else to see or for anyone else is because uh, I need to do it for me and I think there's all sorts of things in my life that I want to apply that to such as writing where maybe the timing isn't right to send my manuscript to an agent but I still need to make that my territory so I have to put work in and practice in mm -hmm. so there's still like you know that effort that assertion but then there's reading the timing of what to do with that you know right well I love I mean what you just brought up too is a reminder for me of just like these cycles and seasons and timing is so different for everybody right. and I think we all get caught up in this like I, you know, I do at least with like <laughs> I missed the season for doing this or um, like I did it backwards or I did right. it you know I'm all out of whack like 
<laughs> so for instance, right now, like I'm really trying to get back into my, I keep calling it my, my athletic self. I abandoned my athletic self for many reasons long ago. And I'm like, okay, I'm in my, I'm 40 now and I'm trying to, um, pick up where I left off in my early twenties, yeah. you know, like, right. and that's really hard and frustrating. And, you know, there, I have all these thoughts of like, Ugh, why didn't I just keep this up? And Ugh, why, why did I do my soulful journey first? Like I'm supposed to do this like youthful physical thing first. And then your second <laughs> half of life is all about spirituality. And I flip flopped it nice. and now my body's too old or something yeah. like that. Um, I have plenty of things like I feel like yeah. everyone has those right. things, and I think you just have to kind of recognize that there's different cues in life and different things yeah. that we're you know that our soul is wanting us to evolve in, and sometimes that timing isn't like the the uh, norm. Right. The norm yeah. that we've learned. You right. Know? So yeah, that's what I'm you know what I'm getting at is like. There is no right way when it comes to divine timing. Like, right. whatever season you're in is the season you're supposed to be in. Exactly. And the challenges that you're facing are the challenges you're supposed to be facing. Or, like, the ease and grace you're having is the ease and grace you're supposed to be having. But, yeah, so it's just a good reminder to me of, like, uh, like, <laughs> you know... I do. I, I'm really, I have a hurdle right now of getting, and I think that's my challenge is to just realize like it's never too late. You're never too old. Yeah. It's all, but yeah. So I've had a lot of pep talks around that very thing <sighs> the last year or so. <laughs> like going back to school in my forties for a bachelor's yeah. degree. I've been yeah. like, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. You're not like, but, and like you, you know, and that's a good example of like, you know, you did something late, later in life, but you brought with it a maturity. Right. That is such a gift and you had such a totally different experience. And so that's such, a good reminder to me yeah. of like, I'm trying to get back into my physical body, but now I'm bringing with it a maturity that I right. didn't have. Yeah. Like, and, you know, applying, not everyone is going to know these types of big astrological cycles for themselves but that's something I can look at and feel some solace in is like which I'm I'm relaying this this to maybe help anyone else sort of feeling like they're doing something at a wrong timing is like mm-hmm. I can look at what's called a progressed chart and so it's like your natal astrology chart it moves everything moves um forward by one day every year in that chart and it kind of can show us different chapters because things go so slowly and where my rising sign is it's sort of in this um like in my natal chart it's in this teenagery thing that has also some aquarian tones to it so it's sort of just like having fun a little bit reckless and that was still in place that influence because it goes so slow when my first round of college came mm-hmm. 
so I didn't take it seriously. I was never a great student. I was much more interested in friends and adventure and uh, sport, you know, like athleticism and um, just like, yeah, absorbing life, experiencing life. I wasn't uh, thinking about my future or my mind or, you know, just like I wasn't taking school seriously. And my progressed ascendant has now moved into a place where I'm deepening and I'm committing to things. So it makes more sense mm -hmm. that I got a lot more out of college at this yeah. point than if I had finished my bachelor's degree when I was in the first round of it. You know, mm -hmm. I went for a couple of years and then I went and did a fashion degree, which was not super academic, but, it, and I actually did really well at that. It was just, but it was fun to me and mm -hmm. I still graduated <laughs> well, like with yeah. good grades and didn't take it serious. You know, like I just, yeah. Uh, yeah. So like, I don't know, just, it's, it's fine. Sometimes you're just in a bigger progression and you can feel that you don't have to look at a chart. You can just feel that, that like the timing, I actually didn't look at my chart to decide to go to school. It was something I felt within and yeah. sort of impulsively. And then later you could kind of see in the chart. Yeah. And then I kind of looked at it. I was like, what? Yeah. What? That is, you know, it's yeah. like the aha moments came like, oh, like, yeah, I was just more centered and ready to like commit and right. choose a direction in life and yeah. You know, that's fine in this lifetime. I kind of know that my rising sign, so how I order and assert myself, is going to be in slightly younger places this whole life. But the next lifetime, I'll, I believe in reincarnation and sort yeah. of those, these cycles coming in. So I feel like next lifetime, I'll be a little bit more adult and focused. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. I'm like, yeah, yeah this is just part of the process what it is you know yeah so yeah it's an interesting thing to kind of download and be like wow this whole lifetime is <laughs> I mean I'm getting into a more serious part of my like into a summary phase but that's still sort of yeah uh yeah anyway <laughs> I don't know where I'm like all of a sudden I'm like I don't know where I am I just know I'm just taking you it too many. You were born with a very elder rising sign. Oh, that's right. We were just talking. But about now that. it's moved into like a fresh stage, like the uh, finding a new sense of self. Totally feels like that, and I keep using the just like I feel like I'm finally in the right soils. Right. To actually start rooting and growing and yeah and really um I mean I felt like this for a while but now I feel like I kind of know what to do like I feel like in so many ways I grew up in a big family but and some people always are like oh was that so much fun I'm like no you end up feeling like an orphan because there's <laughs> just so much chaos and everyone's defending for themselves and right. I feel like um in that sense I I didn't even know what parenting was because right. I wasn't parented. Yeah. And so now I'm finally like, oh, okay, I've been reading about 
reparenting for years now and trying to apply things here and there but I feel like it's finally like all starting to click of just the self-care like yeah this is how you this is how you take care of a human to enable them to to step into their own yeah and so I'm like doing the parenting now and doing you know doing the discipline, doing the, like, right. you have to do your chores, you have to take care of yourself in these ways, and, and also that self-care, for me, you know, like, that it's, it's not an indulgence, like, it's, like, you, you have to take care of yourself. Yeah, right. And not everybody else, like, you have to take care of you. Yeah. And so, like, that's been an interesting, but yeah, so I guess, yeah, I'm, Nurturing my own little seed in my own new little garden that's right free of chaos. Similar. It's probably a little different, but I'm doing this. Um, it's called, I wish I remembered the author's name, Sarah mm. something. Uh, What's the book? Sarah Magdalena. I think that might be a, I would love a that. pen name or something. <laughs> um... But she wrote this book, it's called Mother, or Made into Mother, and um, kind of reclaiming the rite of passage from sort of that uh, immature, uh, mothered in the wrong way. Uh, I'm pointing at myself. Um, and I'm not, I think where this book is coming from is that like, if you could step in as your own mother, it's always going to be a little bit better than, uh, even if you had a positive mother figure, there's certain things that you stepping in as your own mother kind of, um, talking to your maiden self um, get better can do a little bit more right for yourself mm-hmm. and also it's taking on kind of the patriarchal world we're in and so how it's really difficult for any female to actually step out of whatever their age to step out of the wounded maiden and into the mature mother and so this book kind of takes you through that passage mm-hmm. and you do you know sort of the Anana journey into the underworld to talk to your shadow and what's been uh rejected and mm-hmm. suppressed and um and to me that that Anana journey the underworld part is really cancerian mm. to me and the questions that this book asks you to answer are are really difficult and it's an interesting exercise to talk to your shadow and like I don't know that I've ever done that specific exercise to talk to my shadow it sounds like the internal family systems stuff maybe like where it's and I think you know he talks about it I can't remember the guy's name but talks about your different parts Right. And that in our society, we have this, like, we're really hung up on this idea of, like, we have, like, the self. Like, there's one mono self. And the approach is, like, no, we have many selves inside of us that have formed. 
Well, that's like my dad's system. Yeah. The polarity practice, you talk to lots of voices and polar voices. Right. But it's this, um, you know, talking to these shadow sides and seeing what it is that they really want and need. And rather than rejecting them and sending them away, it's like you either just like gently retire them or give them a new job or like, but it's investigating like I have this personality, this shadow, this something Mm -hmm. that is. Yeah. So this one is specifically around the soul, the shadow of the soul. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so it's, I'm, I'm not too far into it. So maybe I'll update when I'm done with the whole thing, but it's kind of designed to help you cross over a threshold that we lost when we lost the goddess practices goddess worship (laughs) and um yeah it's just been interesting reading a lot about goddess worship and when it disappeared and how so often when you bring it out into the daylight and try to assert it it gets shoved society and the patriarchal system I don't want to say specifically men, but just like this, you know, yeah. the culture as it is now, yeah. um, tend to like to imprison it and banish it and lock it down in the underworld. Yeah. And, um, yeah, mm-hmm. it's an interesting thing to start to pay attention to and understand and learn how to step into this mature mother role and sort of the the I'm just promoting this person's book apparently yes, <laughs> but it's I'm very sold. it's very interesting you guys should yeah. all go check it out read about it and then decide if you want to get it uh, maybe in the description to the podcast I'll put the author's name so you oh, can yeah. find it because I can't Sarah something. <laughs> Sarah something from I want to say it's Magdalena, but that might be just her pen name. Yeah. Or maybe her Instagram name. I don't know. Anyway. We'll find it. No, that is, I think it's her Instagram name. I think her, anyway, doesn't matter. Um, but one way to tell where that threshold is, is sort of the, the wounded maiden is sort of where life happens to you and oh my a mature God, yes. mother is when life happens through you and I'm like oh, oh I haven't damn. fully I mean there's aspects of me where life happens through me but there's way more aspects where life happens to me and I could use that like that is so helpful and so <laughs> clear to me that I have just when I talk about stepping into new soils and reparenting myself it's me finally starting to create an environment where life can happen through me because yeah. it's been happening to me for 40 fucking years. Yeah. And I think a lot of women have struggled to step into that mature mother role. And I like bringing it up now because cancer has to do with mother. And to me specifically, I relate it to the underworld and finding our soul and the descent of Anana. That story, if you want to look it up, Anana's descent, Mm -hmm. it's a Sumerian tell. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, but it's it's what's underneath, what's what's in your soul, and what's been banished, what's been 
locked away in, in the underworld, you know? Yeah. And a lot of true feminine stuff has been so. Mm. <laughs> it's interesting because I'm thinking of Like, I look at, and some of you may uh, fully disagree with me here and be irritated with me saying this. So get ready. And that's fine. I welcome uh, discourse and disagreement. But the way I currently see feminism and activism around it I see it positively and as a positive step, but I still see it as women claiming their yang side. Totally. I do not see a lot. I mean, I do actually see a fair amount because I have my own silos and certain things. I do see a lot of people claiming that yin, females claiming the yin aspect of themselves in a deeper way, but it's still stuff that feels not it's not mainstream it's not fully accepted it's a little strange it's a little to me it's the ser- you know a lot of what Anne does for her ceremonialist is you know ceremony and ritual and mm-hmm. um yeah just a little bit more in, uh, the intuitive work yeah. and there's just such a lack of respect for that as something to be paid for, to be um, taken seriously, to... Yeah. Yeah, so nothing against the way feminism is going. Like, women should be able to claim their yang side, especially if they run more yang. Yeah. But it's... It's still um, not, we're still, still not valuing the yin side. It, yeah, it, it's still arrested. The, the mm-hmm. true yin is still very much so arrested and uh, locked away in the cave in the underworld. Yeah. That's funny because I was just explaining to another friend a couple weeks ago that I feel like I've spent my first 40 years in a lot of ways cultivating and in trying to understand my yin side, and I've neglected my yin side. Because, and I, and I think I've pushed against it because it is so mainstream. Right, right. And so, but I've gone maybe a little too far and neglected mm-hmm. parts of myself that are naturally that way. Right. And so it's like, okay, I feel like I've got a good base for my inside that I'll keep feeding and nurturing yeah. now. It's like, and yeah, so I think I've just, um, and I think that's what's, what was hard for me in finding my place in the world. In, the, in a feminist world because I very much want it to be about nurturing that yin side and it just isn't and so I kind of went and did my own thing for a long time and like I said neglected you know or didn't you know now I feel like I just want to have a balance and and use my my yin sensibilities as the soil for my yang right um characteristics or whatever mm-hmm. so it's like yeah I feel like I have the right soils now uh-huh so that I'm not yeah I feel like I have the right soils now to cultivate a healthy yang like that masculine of heart yeah rather than a, a toxic power grabbing manipulating 
Uh, like, so to be a powerful person, but, yeah. Right, right. With yin roots. Right. See, and my natural essence is way, way skewed yin. And mm -hmm. I just constantly feel frustrated by how little, like, there's some attention given and there's certain valuing to a degree of, of um, really yin expression, but it's still so skewed and unpaid type of labor and unrespected in any sort of mainstream. Totally. I mean, it's, it's like, for me, with the ceremonies, the wedding ceremonies, you know, I've been doing it for a, almost a year now, and I've only right. got four, because I... I'm not cheap, right? <laughs> you know, like, because what I do, it's like, it's taken me a lifetime yeah, to learn how to do ceremony and the way that I do ceremony. And it's so interesting to me that people want a meaningful, delicious ceremony, but they don't want to pay for it. Right. And so it's like, okay, I'm just, I'm kind of just accepting that, okay, at this point, I'm probably going to get three or four weddings a year. Right. Because there's only three or four people who are willing to pay what? to pay for these. But that's really amazing that you 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 put a value on it that you you know you have a respect for it. Yeah, that you're willing to put a value. And on I mean, it. it took me a minute, and you know, people reach out frequently, and then I they tell me what they want, and I give them what I think it's worth, and you know, I get more no's than I get yeses. Right. So I'm just like, that's it. Yeah. Like, and I don't want to devalue this. Yeah. Totally. And I'm not overcharging. I'm not being ridiculous. I'm just like, this, I know what time I put into this. And ceremony isn't just, it's so interesting. I, I kind of wonder, like, what do people think, you know, creating a ceremony? Like, do they think that takes me 10 minutes? Right. Do they think it's just the 20 minutes of the ceremony? <laughs> like, that's honestly what people yeah, are thinking. It's like, right. well, we're pa just paying her for 20 minutes. No. And I'm like, whoa, shit. I put my whole heart and soul into this for however yeah. many months or a year you've planned this. Yeah. Like, so, anyway, it's just interesting to me. And, and that's the thing, right? That's the yin part of it. It's like, yeah. there's so much that you cannot see. Yes, exactly. And... I just am still, and so I'm like, I don't know why I'm so surprised that people are just like, don't grasp that, but it's part of our culture where it's yeah. like, and so I, I do feel lucky that there's a handful of people who want to work with me and yeah. it's always such a joy and an honor, but it's like, you know, my day job writing for tech companies, mm -hmm. pay me crazy good money. Yeah. For doing things that don't take as much energy. Yeah. As much soulfulness. For sure. But. I think I've struggled to find what my expression is with yin and have done a lot of trial and error and some things I've asked good money for and some things I've totally given away and yeah. the things I've asked money for exhaust me and the things I give away excite me but then I yeah. end up feeling a little resentful about it but th this whole like um, 
I know what it is. And I know where the expression is. Is like that understanding of the feminine and the dark and the nourishing areas all wants to go into story. And so that's sort of where I'm placing it, but that's not something where you can just like go out and apply for a job, you know? So it's going to take me time to sort of right. build that. And um, that's where I'm, I'm now just starting to understand where that yang side can support this. Yes. So um, finding a real a real uh, corporate job. Right. <laughs> but it suddenly feels right because I'm doing it for a purpose, not just right. because that's what people do, you know? Right. I know what it's supposed to support, and I, it's the first time I felt good about going out and getting, like, you know, if I've had corporate jobs before or, like, typical jobs and been fine, you know, been fine in them, but it's never felt like me. But this time I'm like... I think that yang side likes to know that it's um, providing a strength for something. Mm. And I didn't know what that was, that, that what it was me in the yang world was providing a strength for, you know, it yeah. was just taking all of me. That's a really good point. And I think that's part of what I'm saying when I'm saying reparenting is that sort of like that support and, and, and now nourishing that yang side of me yeah. is, Nourishing the things that will support me, whether it's physically, emotionally, mm -hmm. you know, just mentally having some sort of stability and consistency yeah. and uh, freedom. And so, yeah, I feel like, okay, I, this is the beginning of me. Yeah, I like that. The, having the yang support the yin. Right. I mean, they both support each other. I just, right. I didn't have a purpose for my yang. Right. And I didn't have an expression for my yin that was right. Now, it's all coming together. I feel like that should be <laughs> your book about relationships. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> right. So. Um. so, yeah. Anyway, going back, I don't... No shade throwing at what I said about the feminist, act, you know, yeah. activism right now. It's a needed step. It's just um, for where I am personally, it doesn't hit all the right tones for me. Well, I'm not sure. But I think it hits. it hits the right tones for a lot of. And but not everyone. I mean, I have a. Yeah. I actually am lucky enough. I do have one client who I'm doing branding and design for, which I love. That's my favorite kind of work to do. And um, she had had other people working on her brand before, and anyway, now she's come to me to kind of, really what it is, is to bring balance. You know, she was, she's a very, you know, uh, would identify as a feminist, and like, mm -hmm. you know, as I was looking through her brand, it had a lot of this very yang language to it. Right. And as I started to work with her and listen to her, and what I've come up with is like adding that balance, bringing mm. that yin and a softness, because it was right. just so harsh and right. so um, there's too much 
almost too much clarity, right? Like, God, like, this is overwhelming. Yeah. And so, you know, as I talked with her through and said, you know, this is what I think we should do, and we should fix the language here, we should fix a color palette this way, we should do a design more like this, she was not only excited, but I could just feel the relief in her. Right. Of being able to own this yeah. nurt- more nurturing side of uh-huh. her and not have to play this game of like, like she literally had, you know, one of the words, you know, the tone for her was edgy. And I was like, but really? Like right. there's, you know, we switched that to radical, you know, which has those roots. and the yes. But anyway, so yes. it's just like there. Yeah. So I feel like there's a lot of, a lot of us, men and women, who want to cultivate that yin side. Yeah, and I don't want to... But don't have the language. Don't have the language to do it. The men that, you know, like, I yeah. see my husband. I try not to talk about him too much because he's really private. But he, over the years, especially being with me, you can't really escape it. But, like, <laughs> he's really... Um, starting to on his own accord creates create some like very yin type practices mm-hmm. he's had them through me and we'll do certain things together that I find that he experiences as very nourishing and loves it yeah. but it's so cool to see him suddenly sort of like getting it yeah, and knowing how to do that for himself yeah and incorporate his yin side in a way that he is confident in and understands and yeah yeah I think that and I think there's a lot of women who don't know how to do that for themselves you know so then and just because of the system we're in and this ideology we've inherited like but yeah I think I think people want the yins it's just yeah. They don't even know where to start. They don't even know. And it and it's so vulnerable. I feel like yeah. it's to to put out that yin side, like for me to put out ceremony. Well, it requires out, going into darkness and trusting, developing yeah. and trusting intuition. Totally. And, and sometimes intuition brings up very counter, what seems like counterintuitive things to our rational mind. Yes. And uh, it can be a very difficult thing to surrender to and trust. Right. Well, I mean, because even if, you know, as I'm thinking about this, like, ultimately I want to do all kinds of ceremonies. Yeah. Beyond weddings. Like, weddings are just like, it's the ceremony our culture does, right? So it's a, it's a, barely a toe in there and it's, it's really, it is scary thinking about, okay, there's a million other kinds of ceremonies I want to do. I can barely get people to value the wedding ceremony. Yeah. How do I get people to value other life ceremonies and rituals? See, and I love the, I would totally get into doing ceremony for rites of passage into different phases of life. Totally, yeah. Because we don't, like reading this, you know, and I already had some concept of this, but reading this book, um, The Maiden to Mother, it really, like, uh, 
kind of clarifies some of that to me of like when there was goddess worship there was so much more emphasis on rites of passage around seasons of life mm -hmm. and the mother in this book is not saying a mother to a child mm -hmm. it's your summer phase of life right and to me if I had had some guidance around that because I'm kind of going out of my summer phase and I'm just yeah. learning how to do the summer phase. Right. Um, I, I think, I just think if, if in a next lifetime, if I had that kind of opportunity and guidance and cultivation of rites of passage as a female or a male into the different seasons of life. Right. It would feel so so much more anchoring and so much more important and purposeful to enter different stages. Absolutely. Well, and I feel like, too, it gives you a community. Like, yeah. that's something I've been thinking about is, like, you know, it's... I feel like I've been lucky enough to find individuals to work with. Like, that's huge. And then, yet, yeah, but it's, like... I feel like I'm missing a whole community around right. these things, you know, where it's just like there's a momentum and an inertia. Okay, I have an idea. Oh my gosh, we it's have not two hands in the air. Immediately. Yeah. <laughs> this is the future of Ionity, guys. Okay. <laughs> Get ready, sign up now. <laughs> so there is a course I'm dying to take, and it's not going to happen until I can pay off current student loans, but um, you... It's a course from a university in Wales, and I actually want to do the whole oh, yeah. degree in it, but there is a specific course that I'm most interested in where you learn how to basically create land designs using um, cosmic uh, alignments. Perfect. And we're going to make our own yes. kind of Stonehenge, but yes. whatever, wherever we need it to be. Yes that we've designed for right now because, you know, the earth has a little wobble, so those are a little out of, um, right. I mean, they still work, but they're also populated and it's hard to like do own as your place of ritual. So right. I'm going to create a ritual space. I, that's another thing that I've always wanted to do with my yin aspect is, um, create sacred spaces. Absolutely. So I will create, yeah. I will construct. If there's an architect out there that wants to help me with this, <laughs> and then I will let me and then I will conduct ceremonies <laughs> within. I will learn how to do the alignments <laughs> and what kind of structure is needed, and we will create a place where people can come to do rites of passage, ceremony, yeah, whatever, and seasonal times where certain things align in a beautiful way and you know like with supposedly with Stonehenge I haven't witnessed this but there's an atomic cycle of the moon and so like every 19 years um, there's a much more direct alignment for certain eclipses and whatnot and uh, supposed to align in a specific way and it would be cool to to make yeah. alignments that are, are layered that right. align with
certain yearly points and certain longer 19 year points. And That's so interesting as you were talking about that in the alignment and I just, <laughs> the few wedding ceremonies that I've done, you know, I usually open it up with some sort of uh, directional right, yeah. grounding. So, you know, northeast, yeah. southwest and sure. inviting in the spirits and the elements of those things and and trying to literally align the couple. Yeah. You know, we're going to face south, we're going to and even that basic alignment is so foreign. Yeah, I know. So foreign and you can see at first, you know, and it takes some time for my couples to warm up into the ceremony, but always at the end, you know, like yeah. like this was amazing. But right. there's that moment of like even just a simple alignment Oh, it's huge. So, it's so symbolic. And it's so meaningful. symbolic and huge, but they're so awkward yeah. and nervous and right. like feel so vulnerable, and that's so interesting. And that's why I think it would be so amazing to have, and I really am interested in sacred spaces, mm-hmm. and I really want to create that, and so somewhere that people can get familiar with and yeah. do lots of ceremony there, and so it's not foreign, at, you know, maybe their first ceremony is, but yeah. as you come back and... Yeah. Um, I also think it's interesting that it's always people who are eloping so in a way it's like they want a meaningful ceremony but they don't want an audience for it Yeah. because it's so vulnerable I totally get that yeah it's like you're doing something that's so foreign to the rest of your community and and so it's like yeah I get people doing elopements because they don't want an audience for something so sacred yeah which is I mean, you know, in my head, I'm always dreaming of like, oh my gosh, it'd be amazing to get the guests involved in this way and like really get everyone involved in ceremonies so that everyone right. becomes, can touch it a little bit and feel that vitality that comes this through. This could be a place where where you start building community from within it so then yeah. the people joining, you feel safe with yeah. them. This is down the road, but... I mean, I think it's, you know, it's probably something that people feel when they go to, like, an Esalen. Yeah. But then when they go back to their Silicon Valley office, right. you know, they don't talk about it. Sure. You know? <laughs> yeah. Which Esalen has been taken over, I hear, by the Silicon Valley uh, sure. folk. But. but that is, I, you know, and I, that is something I get requests for. I've um, even just in the past month been asked to go do a cleansing of a space um, mm-hmm. when there was a death. Mm. Yeah, that's but that's something I like to just um, offer. But I do have that's another expression of what Ian I'd like to explore more is like, yeah, space, uh, sacred spaces. Yeah, and that is one of the goddesses I um, almost daily honor and offer to as Nemetona, sacred space goddess. What is it? The root of her name has something to do with trees. I know she's sacred grove. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, general cancer season stuff. Yeah. And where this cancer season is is like it's still not too far along in its nineteen-year journey. So there's, we're still in in this. In Cancer's 19-year journey, it's in its spring phase still, mm-hmm. and right now it's 
a beautiful time to give shape and form and function and value to the things mm -hmm. in our soul, to things about our ancestry, to uh, coming into a mother, mature mother phase, whatever, whoever you are, male, female, yeah, non-binary, whatever. Um, deepening into, yeah, a, mer a mature place of how, in what way do you want to um, have life move through you mm. instead of life happen to you? So it's a deepening, a maturing, uh, yeah, so, and some inner child work around what mother is, what family is, what ancestry is. There might be some, some inner child work there to do, revisiting so much, <laughs> so much. Revisiting all of that. Redo. Redo. It's a redo, redo. <laughs> But I, I don't know, like the timing of like this maiden to mother journey I'm doing feels so aligned with like starting to give a, you know, a fresh form and shape and value to yeah. Yeah, soul and deepening into life and mm -hmm. moving life through me and uh, exploring what's down in my underworld. Seriously, <laughs> we, got, we got some good stuff in the yeah. underworld. Yeah. <laughs> And I think Anne and I have both sort of been facing some shadow and maybe inner child work around our Mormon upbringings, which is it's, interesting. It's, it's like in the zeitgeist of the world right now, Mormon culture. Oh my so God. many shows. Yeah, so many it. shows. So if any of y'all are watching, <laughs> we've been having lots of conversations with lots yeah. of people about all of this. But like for you, wherever you came from, there might be certain things that are um, around family culture or nurturing culture from your childhood that are being triggered right now. Because mm -hmm. it's a good time to do a redo in terms of um, how you're giving shape and form and function and value to to what supports you and nourishes you lots of boundaries going up right so now. many boundaries so many boundaries <laughs> <laughs> about time it's about and the yin we're entering the yin phase yeah the days are starting to shorten i've been thinking of that as i'm trying to avoid the heat yeah. Early morning runs. I gotta get up for the sun, and luckily the sun's coming up a little bit later every day. A lot of root chakra work. Cancer loves the foundation. It loves security and safety. Yeah. So. <sighs> so much emotions. It rules the emotions. Oh, the emotions. The ebbs and flows They've of been the ocean. Here. Yeah. <laughs> And the ruling planet of Cancer season is the moon, and it um, changes signs every two and a half days, and even within a sign, it's changing pretty quickly, so a lot of ups and downs in terms of mood. And Welcome to my world, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, yeah, a good time to pay attention to 
the, uh, the waters of your life, your emotions, and let them kind of yeah. come and be. And that actually reminds me, I mean, maybe one of my last thoughts here is um, speaking on emotions. And I do feel emotions intensely. Um, and it's been important to me to find people in my life who can, who can be within the range of my emotions, or like can handle my emotions and don't take it personally. Um, but there was, you know, recently I was getting all, you know, angered up about a lot of the political things happening right now. Sure. Um, and someone made the comment to me of like, you know, let that shit go. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, and I shot back, you know, and it, it came, it was a meme and it came along with like a picture of the Buddha. Right. You know, let that shit go. And it just, oh, it just made me so much, you know, and I think I made the comment of like, oh, for some weird reason, I'm not too keen on like male religious figure right (laughs) you know weird isn't that weird that I would have a knee-jerk reaction to that but you know as I thought of that like let it go you know Mm -hmm. and I was like you know people are using that in such a wrong way like they're using it in the way of like repress your feelings shut it down Mm -hmm. I'm like if to truly let something go is to let it flow to let it live out its life and if we're talking about cycles, and so for me, like, it's been been really thinking about this of just, like, no more repressing emotions. Right. And the more I just let them come when they come, the sooner they're going to go. And I think that relates, yeah, even back to this card from the beginning of cycles and things are temporary and things have a purpose and I feel like our emotions have a purpose. And sure, yes. yeah, like, don't hang on to them either witness them yeah yeah and don't identify with them no they're information right right and so just let them play out let them come observe them yeah let them do what they need to do and yeah and uh ask questions about right why they're here you know right so yeah so anyway that was i ended up writing a whole poem about like started out with like i don't want to be the buddha (laughs) <laughs> and then I started talking about all the goddesses I want to be, you know, yeah. like the Morgan, who's the battle queen, and like, right. <laughs> like, stop shooting the fucking Buddha at me. Yeah. Like, I'm not the Buddha. Right. right. I want to be a goddess. Thank you very much. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if anything, you know, I feel like Christianity, for good reason, in this country, kind of gets a bad rap. But I will always adore the story of Jesus overturning tables in the temple like his anger like this rage moment that Jesus has like yeah (laughs) where's the Buddha rage moment (laughs) you know that's funny (laughs) (laughs) but that is a a good point I mean I didn't want to get into um I don't know (laughs) charged area (laughs) Here we go. Looking for calm. But yeah, I think there's a lot of women upset right now with right, state, at least in the US. Um, yeah. And certain political I'm calling it it's moments. it's a good time for righteous wrath. Yeah. Um I I don't know. I have a 
a certain astrological perspective that keeps me a bit more cool-headed with it, but yeah. but um, it doesn't feel good to have the government tell me what I can do with my body, no. even though I have a, a broader view of what I think is happening. Right. Um, but Again, just but it's for us to see a culture act yeah. a certain way. Um, again, even if you're aware of the cycles, it doesn't right. make it easier. No, exactly. Yeah. Exactly that. You still have to go through. Yeah. Still um, have to feel it. <laughs> still have to feel it. Go through it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there is, on that note, deciding whether I want to on a tough note or wait we can always bring season. it back we can bring it back whatever you want this will technically happen in leo season but it will happen probably before we do our next episode is um so these decisions being made about women's bodies feel like there's a some attachment to kind of fascist type of uh, upswing that's been happening for years. And I, every time Uranus has gone through Taurus, which is about every 84 years, uh, there is a huge upswing in fascism and authoritarianism. And the last time it was there, it was World War II and, you know, Hitler and Stalin and Mussolini and the world battling fascism and some of it embracing fascism. Um, and we're back with Uranus and Taurus, but Uranus has been, um, so Taurus is a sign of personal value and it's a fixed sign, so it's very stubborn. So when there's huge collective things, which Uranus represents in a very uh, self-centering, stubborn, personal value sign, that uh, it's a difficult concoction to have collective energy in a very personal place. Mm-hmm. So anyway, last time this happened, we had massive fascism. We're back there, and there's been an upswing in it, but we've really resisted it. But Uranus has been behind the North Node, which holds greater complexity and holds greater um, collective energy. So it's been held at bay. Mm-hmm. But the end of this month, the North Node and Uranus cross, and it will be right in front of the North Node in another uh, very personal, sharp, um, self-serving, singular voice, Mm. and I think that that is going to spark some legitimate uh, concerns of fascism, like, really taking hold. Gross. And it's just a warning. I, I hate saying these kinds of things, but I've learned in the past few years that when I see them, it is nice to... So we don't totally get blindsided. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've all been feeling it building, but I think we've also felt like we've been able to hold it back. I think it's going to spark some huge moments. Some conflict is coming. Yeah, for sure. 
And there's, you know, a lot of places teetering on the threshold of war and yeah. World War Three maybe imminent. I don't want to go that far, but <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're just I like, mean China's buzzing Taiwan, Ukraine's being torn apart. Russia says it wants to bomb London if they get involved. Like, I don't know. It just feels like Yeah. I still believe in humanity and the ability to like maybe have learned something and be better this time around, but there's absolutely some worse days coming around. Authoritarianism and fascism. <laughs> Just saying. Surprise! Surprise! <laughs> Get ready to fight. <laughs> Whether it's voice or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I hope we've we've learned some things this time around and don't just go kill each other, but but uh, there's that. There's that, and uh, <laughs> you're welcome. Sorry. I hope you sleep well. <laughs> and leaving oh on a great God. high note. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like people feel this coming. Yeah, we've been trying to. Hold but I think that's up. all the more reason to you know. Yeah. Try to. <laughs> The self-care and the becoming self-aware that and cultivating these. Righteous anger is very valid and you feel it building for a reason. Well, and I feel like that's a very mother-like thing, that righteous wrath. Like, part of me, like, when I think of the mothering I experienced growing up, there was no mama bear. Right. None. And so I feel like that is what I'm developing for myself right now is this, like, there are boundaries there. I have a voice. I can say no, I can say, you know, like, and so I feel like, um, there's a reason to be doing all of this self care is because we're going to have to know what our boundaries are and not just like in our own little personal circles, but in a bigger cultural context as well. Like what's okay and what's not okay. And yeah, the mama bear needs to come out. Yep. Yeah, so I don't see a slowdown in terms of hmm, what's happening in the world anyway. Wherever that leads or how bad it gets, I don't know. I feel like you never quite see what's coming, so probably something totally different than I've ever considered. But right. Like I think about what you, you know, the beginning of 2020, <laughs> you had a sense of something. I'm like, it's just a really strong pressure through the whole world yeah something but the last thing you thought was like worldwide virus yeah i predicted world war three with that and it didn't happen so you can take that as solace yeah so so maybe it's another (laughs) lockdown i don't know well i think uranus is what electrifies the crowd and taurus is a strong singular voice which kind of is can be fascist when a crowd is listening to that. So, <laughs> so you know, uh, it's this is a, a collective energy happening. So even if you feel like you're fighting some fascist types of things, it's always worth checking yourself that you're... Not part of that. Even if it's an opposition, right. you're not becoming... Just as... 
as as sort of rigid and, and dogmatic dogmatic and yeah um listening to uh single individuals voices that have too much power yeah it's worth thinking for yourself at these moments right a little bit <laughs> a little bit a whole lot a little bit a whole lot yeah. so anyway <laughs> take care of yourselves it's cancer season let all the emotions go it's time to give a new beautiful shape form and function to soul to emotion to your depth and your mature summer fruitful phase coming that's beautiful all right <laughs> there we go see you guys